Welcome to a Genuine Girl Podcast. My name is Meredith, and I'm just a college girl who's trying to keep it real while inspiring other girls to do the same. In this podcast, I talk through some of the experiences, thoughts, and feelings I've had as a college student in hopes of reminding you that you aren't alone while providing insight to make your challenges easier to manage. I can't promise that I know everything, but I think that the beauty of this podcast comes from being genuine rather than being perfect. So sit back, relax, and get ready because things are about to get real. Hey everyone, I am super excited about today's episode because it is with a very special guest, my friend Ali Emile. Ali is a poet who has self-published two books. One of them is coming out on Valentine's Day, so if you're listening to this, go pre-order her book right now. But I think you're going to want to do that even more after listening to this episode because Ali is not only a poet and a writer, but she's also a college student, just like many of us, and she's gone through some of her own struggles that she was very kind to share on the podcast today, and she also will be sharing how writing has helped her get through some of those tough points in her college experience. It's a super inspiring episode. I really hope you guys enjoy it, and without further ado, let's get right into it. Hi everyone, I'm here now with my guest, Allie. Allie, thank you so much for being yeah, here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. So my audience might already know a little bit about you, but would you mind just giving a brief introduction to who you are and really what makes you so unique and special? Oh, thank <laughs> you so much. Uh, so my name is Allie. I'm a junior. I'm 21 years old. I'm an electrical engineering major. I'm also a writer. Um, I write poetry. Um, I'm really passionate about wellness, especially mental health. And that's kind of the basics. I'm from Austin, Texas. Um, I'm a self-published author. Yes. Um, I have two poetry books. And yeah, that's the basics about me. I love that. I think it's so cool that you're an engineering student, but you're also an author. And yeah. usually you don't hear people doing yeah, exactly. both because they're such opposite ends of the spectrum yeah. in terms of like left brain, right brain mm-hmm. interests. And so I think it's really cool that you've been able to find that. And today I really want to get into more about your writing Thank and you. oh what started it and how you're so passionate about it because I think a lot of people really want to have something like that. It's mm-hmm. almost like a little side hustle for you, yeah. this poetry, <laughs> writing books. And I mean, obviously, it's such a big passion of yours, too. Yeah. And I really want to get into that. Um, but I know that there's a lot that really got you to where you are today yeah. in terms of your writing and just everything. And so I kind of want to start, I love having my podcast kind of go in the flow of a story. So okay. I want to start with, in, for writing in particular, have you always liked writing, or when did this passion of yours really begin? Yay, I love talking about this. <laughs> yes. So, I always liked English class. That was always mm-hmm. my best class, um, which is so funny, because I'm in engineering, and I don't like do any <laughs> English classes, but I always liked English as a kid, and then in middle school, we had trimesters, so every trimester, you would have to pick a club. So one time, uh, one trimester, I did a creative writing club, and I don't think I, like, really had the passion for it yet, 
but I knew that I liked writing in English class. And in my seventh grade English class, we did a unit on poetry. Um, and in the creative writing club, we hosted a creative writing competition like within the school. And I went to a private school, so it was really small. And it was called the Golden Pen Awards. And my teacher was like, so as a member of the club, you have to submit something. So I was like, you know what? Um, to my teacher, I gave her the flash drive that had like all my writing on it. I was like, you just submit whatever you think is good. Oh. I was super busy. I was like, can you just do it for me? Oh. And I ended up winning like a, an award at the, it was like a little award so awesome. Um, and it was like, you know, like, I don't even know who judged it. It was probably yeah. like teachers or parents or something, but that was my first time that I was like, wait, like, maybe yeah. I'm kind of good at this. Yeah. Um, kind of and I think I still would have done it even if I wasn't, like, good at it or mm-hmm. won awards. But that was the first time that, like, I was being recognized for writing. Yeah. Um, so the following year in eighth grade, the private schools, there's something called PSIA, and it's, like, academic competitions within private schools. So I did a writing competition again, and this one was, like, an essay competition. And I ended up getting second in area, and I advanced to state, which was actually at TCU, which is, like, really crazy that I, like, ended (gasps) up at TCU. That is weird. And I'd, like, never really heard of the school before, so that was really cool, too, that it was kind of, like, I didn't necessarily want to go there the second I came, Mm -hmm. but I think it was, like, in the back of my head that I, like, Mm -hmm. oh, I've been there. I remember that. So I got sixth at state for that, and I was, like, wow, like, this is something I'm, like, kind of good at, Um, and... All of that practice of just writing in English class had, like, paid off. So then I went to high school, and I switched schools. Mm -hmm. And that was when poetry became, like, an outlet for me, Mm -hmm. not just, like, something I was good at or did in class. Like, Mm -hmm. I had such a hard transition to high school, and poetry became, like, the thing that kind of, like, kept me going and, like, kind of saved me, I guess. Um, And I just wrote all the time. And I was, like, really sad that year and just struggling a lot with my mental health. And poetry became, like, my way of just like, getting everything out of my head onto the paper or, like, typing it. Um, And I wrote a lot that year. And I had a Tumblr, and I posted my poetry on Tumblr. That was, like, the beginning of me sharing it online. And I had an Instagram, too. Um, And, like, I didn't have that many followers, but I would post all my really angsty poetry on (laughs) Tumblr, and I had, like, three or four friends at school who followed it and would always like my stuff. That's awesome. Um, And after that year, I kind of wanted to, like, put the year behind me. It was just such a difficult year. And I deleted my Tumblr, and I still wrote, but I kind of put that in the past and just kept, like, trying to improve my writing. Um, and then I started submitting to, like, a literary magazine at my high school, wow. and I got a piece into that, and then I got some more pieces in sophomore year, and then I learned about, like, the big writing competitions. So there's something called Scholastic, National Scholastic Writing Awards that's, like, okay all over the country versus just like within private schools. So it was like a big step up from what I had previously been doing. Yeah. So I think sophomore or junior year, I started entering the poetry competition because my teacher, my teacher started to recognize that like I really Mm -hmm. liked writing and it was something I was good at. And so they started encouraging me to enter. And in the Scholastic Writing Awards, you don't get like first or second place. You get like recognitions. So there's, like, a gold key, a silver key, and an audible mention. And, like, lots of people can get gold keys for poetry. Okay. It's just, like, different levels, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So the first year I submitted, um, I got two gold keys and a silver key. And I was, like, really excited because this was, like, a step That's up from awesome. what I've been doing. Um, but I definitely went through a phase where I was writing, like, what I thought was good mm-hmm. and kind of what I thought poetry was supposed to be based on, like, what I learned in school. Mm-hmm. And, like... I looked through winning poems and kind of like 
that was kind of a phase that I went through where I was still finding my voice and I was kind of writing what I thought would win. So I wasn't as like excited about it as I should have been because I was like, this doesn't really feel genuine, authentic. (laughs) So it took me a while to get to the point where I was submitting what I really was proud of, even if it didn't win an award or something. So the next year I got an honorable mention for a poem that I was like genuinely really proud of and that like was totally me. Um, And that was kind of the moment where I was like, I'm good at this and I'm writing like what I love to write. Um, And from then on, I just continued submitting competitions and like literary magazine. And then I came to college and I had a writing minor (laughs) freshman year. Um, But engineering is just a lot. And like, I didn't really want to feel the pressure to have to take certain classes. I kind of just wanted to take whatever I wanted. So I took some, I've taken some English classes while I've been here, but mm-hmm. I just kind of write on my own and the book yeah. just kind of came to be yes. that. So I think that's such that a, a cool sorry. journey. No, don't be sorry. Yeah. It's totally fine. I love hearing about where you started and how you really learned to find your own voice. Yeah. And it sounds like just as you went on in that story, you started getting more excited and more passionate <laughs> yeah. about your writing. It's, yeah. What do you think was the turning point for you like how did you start to find your own voice because I know you said for a while you were writing what you thought was good and what might win some awards but what kind of made that click in your mind that oh I should be doing what really makes me feel good and what I want so in middle school and I wrote like I was in middle school so like the subject matter of the poems was really not that deep like I had not a lot of like really big life experiences yet I was still very I was a very like innocent kind of sheltered kid being like the only child and like going to this small school yeah um and I was like really happy and a lot of good things happened but I think transitioning to high school first of all like the difficulties of that as like hard as it was kind of broke open like a new subject of poetry like I could use it as like kind of like a healing process I guess Mm -hmm. versus just like the poems I wrote in middle school are about like fish or like my hair or like really kind of dumb things now but like in the moment it was you know my first like dip into poetry um and it was really cool for me to be able to write like whatever I wanted yeah um so I think freshman year like the poems I wrote were really authentic but they were also just like very angsty and dark and I was still finding my voice because I was starting to write just because I felt like I had to write. Like, it was, like, needing yeah. to, like, eat food or something. Yeah. I just felt like it was something I had to do. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't – I think even then I was probably – had a more authentic voice than, like, when I first entered competitions because I was, like, what am I supposed to write about? Like, what has happened in my life that I can actually write poems about? Because I thought writing poems about, like, having crushes on boys was, like, dumb and artificial, which, like, it's not. Like, no, love poems are literally – have been written forever. And I was kind of, like, embarrassed, so I was like, I have to write about, like, deep things, like, losing people or, like, grief or something like that, which mm-hmm. kind of made my poems seem forced. They weren't really, like, real to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think after getting a gold key and, like, feeling like, wait, that wasn't, like, really the poem that I was the most proud of. Yeah. And, like, it was still good, but it just didn't feel like me. Yeah. Um, and I think after that, I was like, I don't want to do that anymore. So mm-hmm. the next year, the poem that won the honorable mention was about a guy that I was like in love with at the time. And I was like, you know what? I'm like so proud of this yeah. poem because like it was so real and like from yeah. real emotions that I was feeling. And I, I didn't write it to, to enter to the competition. Like I right. wrote it on my own and then I entered it. And I think that was kind of became the pattern from then on is like mm-hmm. I wasn't going to write anything for a competition specifically. I was going to take pieces that I had, like, written, just, like, 
like writing in a journal like I just had sat down and like oh my gosh I need to write about this and then it kind of turns into a poem and then I was like okay I really like this I would submit this to like share with other people or whatever so from then on all the poems that I submitted were like things I was genuinely proud of and had already written just out of like my need to write it down on paper that's awesome and it really is interesting how you can win all these awards you can get all this recognition but if it's not for something that really came from your heart and something that you feel like you really connected with it doesn't feel the same as exactly you know getting recognition for something you really care about and work for so I think that's a good reminder I know that (laughs) my podcast is definitely targeted towards college students and I think coming into college, there's obviously a ton of different challenges, Mm -hmm, and you talked about writing poetry through middle school and high school, and even how you've kind of kept up with it so well in college, but I can't help but wonder, how did coming to college change things for you in terms of writing? Was it harder to find the time to write poetry, or were there any challenges you faced coming into college that kind of made you feel like, oh my gosh, like my life isn't the same now. How am I going to like fit this in and incorporate it in my life? (laughs) Well, like I said, like I just need to write. It's not really something I ever have to like, oh, I'm going to set aside some time to write or like, oh, I guess I should write a poem now. It's just like things happen to me. Things like inspiration comes to me and I'll just stop what I'm doing and like write it down. Even if it's just like a single line or something. Because I get a lot of inspiration from music, from movies and books, so I, like, keep a lot of quotes. I've always, like, been a big quote compiler. So, especially, like, music lyrics, if I'm listening to a song and a lyric stands out to me, like, the way the singer uses, like, a metaphor or, like, Mm -hmm. the words that they choose, I'll write it down. Or if I, like, already have an idea for a poem, I'll literally stop what I'm doing and just open my notes on my phone or the computer and I'll just write it down. Yeah. And it doesn't take me very long to just, like, get a draft out if I already have, like, the idea in my head. And then I'll, like, go back to what I'm doing and go back and edit it later. But I definitely stop and write down because the few times that I tell myself that I'm going to remember what I thought of, (laughs) I never remember. Which is usually when I'm, like, in class and I, like, can't write it down. Mm -hmm. Or I'm, like, just in a place where I can't really, like, take out my phone and, like, write it down. Mm -hmm. I will always forget. So now I just, sometimes even in class, like, I'm like, wait, I have to write this down. I'll just, like, open to a page, write down the little thought I had and, like, go back to what I'm doing. So, yeah, coming to college opened up a lot of opportunities of just, like, new things coming at me because, like, I had never moved away from home. Mm -hmm. I hadn't really been away from my parents for very long. Mm -hmm. Um, But that just opened, like, new subjects for poems. So um, I wrote a ton my freshman year, and that was around the time I started thinking, like, wow, I have a lot of poems. Mm -hmm. Um, I should put together a book. It was kind of, like, in the back of my head. Because I wanted to write a book, not necessarily poetry, but a book since, like, fourth grade. I have this distinct memory because my friends, Hannah and I, in elementary school, were, at, were in PE, mm-hmm. and we were on the field, and we found this, like, stick on the ground. And it, we were like, wow, this is like a little walking stick for, like, a bug. And we decided <laughs> we were going to write a book about, like, talking animals and fairies <gasps> and stuff. And that was, like, the moment where I was like, I want to write a book. Yeah. And I remember she wrote, like, the first two chapters or something in this little notebook, and we, like, oh. never got anywhere with it. But I remembered that, and from then on, I just, it was always in the back of my head, like, one of my goals was, like, I'm going to write a book. Yeah. And then in college, freshman year was when I thought, like, poetry is something that I really like and that I, it's not hard for me to do. It never feels like work to, like, sit down and put together poems. 
So I was like, I'm going to write a book. And I had a plan kind of of like, I'm going to write three books and these are the titles, which they ended up changing. But mm-hmm. the first book, that title had like been with me for a little while, Forget Me Not, yeah. because that's my favorite flower. And it just kind of like started putting it together at, towards the end of freshman year. And then first semester sophomore year was when I like really was like, I'm going to actually put a book together and send it to a publisher because I started, like, buying poetry books from other poets, which okay. for some reason I didn't do until college. Yeah. And that started inspiring me a lot to see, like, other collections. Yeah. And that was when I started to feel more validated for, like, my own style of poetry because I saw, like, these more contemporary, like, modern poetry books. Yeah. Like, Milk and Honey is kind of, like, the best-known one. Yeah. But there's a lot of others that are, like, okay, a poem doesn't have to be really complicated and long and, like, in mm-hmm. a specific style. Like, this is poetry, too, and this yes. is what I write. And so after reading, like, a ton of poetry books, I started putting my own together and learned about self-publishing. Yeah. Because I sent it to a publisher, and it was kindly rejected. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it myself. Yeah. My favorite poet self-published her first book. And I was like, okay, I can do this. So I looked into some sites. Barnes & Noble has, like, a self-publishing site. So I signed up for it. And I I started putting it together. I had my friend edit the poems. My other friends did the cover and, like, the wow. illustrations inside. That's awesome. Um, yeah, my friend Elena, shout out to her, like, we were lab partners that semester, and I, I saw her doodling oh, wow. on her notes once, mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, like, are you an artist? She's like, yeah, I just like to draw sometimes, and I was like, do you want to, like, maybe draw the cover for my book? That's so cool. Um, so she did some of the interior illustrations. My other mm-hmm. friend Rain was supposed to make the cover, and she helped, like, with some of the design ideas. And then I was like, yeah. Elena, will you, like, draw the cover for me? Yeah. And she made the cover, and it, like, turned out so cool. And I had a really tough, like, end of the semester, so I kind of put mm-hmm. off self-publishing it. Um, but I had, like, the draft ready. Yeah. Like, the cover was there, all of, like, the poems and stuff. That's so And then the following semester... Um, I just had the book sitting, like, in my laptop, and Mm -hmm. in February, I was like, I'm at least gonna, like, send this to all my friends, like, I want to share it. I kind of was, like, set back from self-publishing, just because I was trying to recover from the previous semester, so I sent it to all my friends and kind of forgot about it. Everyone (laughs) gave me, like, really good feedback, and I was like, well, okay, I guess I'm done, and then I came back junior year, and I was like, why did I not self-publish that? And just randomly, one day in my room, I was like, I'm gonna do it right now. Just do it. And I, like, went back to the website, I filled out all the forms, and I put my book up for pre-order. Wow. And I was like, well, okay, I guess That's I just did amazing. that. Told all my friends. And, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. Um, it was very surreal to, like, because I'd already, like, I ordered a draft of it, like, to see the physical copy mm-hmm. a couple weeks before it was actually out. So, like, I'd already okay. seen it. And then the, it came out on Halloween last year. And I obviously it was Halloween, so, yeah. like, we were already celebrating. But yeah. we had, like, a little book release party kind oh. of thing. That's um, so fun. Yeah, it was really surreal to like hold a book. I was like, it, wow, this like, like something you wrote. was like <laughs> waiting for this to happen. Yes. Um yeah, I don't even remember your original question. That's okay. <laughs> I just wanted to let you go because it's so cool to hear about the whole process and yeah. especially with the self-publishing thing. I think it's a good reminder that I feel like a lot of people want to write books or whatever it is, but sometimes it feels like it would cost so much money, it would take so much time, but it sounds like you were able to find a way to use the resources you had, just friends here. You didn't have to go out and hire anyone really crazy to do stuff for you, illustrate your book, and you just learned how to do it yourself. Like The whole publishing process, I think... 
That's really awesome, and that's Thank you. so cool. It's like available to anyone to do yeah, that if you want to write a book. Definitely recommend. Like, yeah. Um, even if you want to like for anyone listening who likes to write, even if you just want a personal copy of something you've mm-hmm. written, they have that option where you don't have to like put it on sale. They'll just like that's find nice. it for you and make a personal copy, which I think is cool if you just like want to make something for your friend or family yeah. member or just like have a printed copy of like something you've made. Yes. Um, oh, that's awesome. But yeah, I know you were I asking know, about yeah. writing in college, but yeah, I yeah. think working on the book was always just like a really fun side project Definitely. that kept me going. So when I was mm-hmm. like really bogged down with schoolwork, I would be like, you know what, if I just work my book a little, like yeah. I know it's going to make me happy. It yes. never felt like work. There were some days I would spend like a couple hours just like formatting, like putting the poems together, organizing them and like I wouldn't even realize like hours had gone by. That's that's a sign that um, you're doing something yeah. you love. Yeah. And I definitely debated like, should this be my major? Is this what I want to do with my career? But I think I, I don't I never want it to feel like work and right. I never want to be forced to write. And if I go like a few months without writing, I don't want yeah. it to feel stressful. Yeah. And I do love engineering still. Good. Um, as challenging as engineering <laughs> is and as stressful as that oh, is. Yeah. Um but yeah, I've always just written like for myself. And I think yes. if you make art for yourself, like that should be the motivation. Yeah. But the reason I've shared it is because like I have gotten feedback from people that are like, this is so great. I love mm-hmm. it. I feel like connected to it. I can really relate. And so like I definitely share for other people, but I always write originally with the intention of like, I'm writing for myself. I'm like right. writing in a journal. That's awesome. I'm writing just because I had this idea. Right. And then if I like it, I'm like, wow, I would want to share this. So. Yeah. I think that's the right attitude to go into it with because if you're trying to write just to please other people or just to get a certain number of followers on Instagram or a certain number of people to buy your book, it's like it just doesn't – you can't sustain that for as long. And you have to have that passion within you to keep doing it. So. I think that's a great point, and I think it's so cool because we're very similar, even though I haven't written a book, but I do you this do so podcast. Many cool well, thank yeah. you. No, I just think it's cool that we both have something that it kind of sounds like for you. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like writing for you is like something that you go to for stress relief and yeah. something just to take your mind off of. <laughs> everything happening in reality sometimes because college is a lot and it's always nice to find that one thing that you know you can go to when things are feeling a little tough so I think that's awesome and I think it's important for everyone if they want to to find that thing for themselves so I have loved hearing you talk all about your book but I kind of want to hear a little bit more about your first book at least what kind of poetry is in it? What kind oh my of gosh, poems I to bring a copy did you write? Oh, it's I'll okay. Get you a copy though, Don't worry about it. No, and that's the thing. Like, I'm so interested to hear more about what kinds of experiences and stories yeah. of yours went into that. Just so you know, I have like no knowledge of like the technical words for poetry. Oh, that's like, okay. I'm well, just me really neither. So I'm not gonna judge. <laughs> um, I've never like taken any classes, which I definitely want to someday. Like, take a, cro- a class or a writing workshop or something, just mm-hmm. to get that additional experience but I kind of just I don't know I just started writing back in seventh grade and I've just learned the more I write the more I kind of see what I like um, and I've found like a style that works but I still think it's important not to limit yourself and like be able to explore different styles yeah so my first book um so like I said Milk and Honey not necessarily my favorite poetry book but like the first book that introduced me to short poems I don't know if you've ever read it 
No, have I have I've heard of it, okay. and I haven't read it, but I've been meaning to because no, everyone not. just lots of people about like it. have heard about <laughs> it. Um, yeah, and Rupi Kaur, I hope I'm saying her name right. Um, she definitely like, paved the way for like a newer style, mm-hmm. and so she has a lot of really short poems. Some of them are like a sentence long okay. or a few lines, and I like never realized like you can have a, a poem yeah. doesn't have to be a page no, long to like no convey rules. a message. Mm-hmm. I remember in high school and senior year, our teacher had us write a six word memoir about ourselves. So, like, how can you tell a story about yourself in six words? And I always oh, loved that hard. idea of, like, you can tell a whole story in, like, a couple of sentences mm-hmm. in the same way you can tell a story in, like, a couple pages. Um, wow. So, yeah, a lot of my poems are really short, especially yeah. my first one. Most of, like, none of them are longer than a page. Most of them are shorter than half a page long. Okay. And they're just, like, about different experiences I had. I think the earliest one is from high school in sophomore year. Okay. And it's about this girl I was friends with in, like, fourth grade. I wrote a poem about and then my latest one was like right up until I submitted it I don't think I added any new ones um once I sent the draft out to all my friends which was in like February but I mean I was adding new poems up until that point when I felt like it was complete um so yeah lots of them are from college from a lot of friendships and relationships that I had and just like feelings that I dealt with through like losing friends or relationships Mm -hmm. ending um I didn't really start writing about my family or, like, more of my personal life until my second book. Okay. Just because I think it's a lot easier to write about, like, other people, to write about oh, friendships and relationships that are kind of, like, haven't lasted as long. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I wrote a little bit about myself and, like, my mental health and my feelings, okay. but it was a lot more surface level. Um, I mean, I think it was yeah. still vulnerable, but I wasn't really at the point where I had, like, gotten deep deeper than that. And so my right. second book, I... I think I just dived a lot deeper into my personal life, my past, like my mental health, just because I was a little less afraid to like share some of those darker, sadder parts because I think they are real. And like, as I said, I always want to be authentic. Um, But I still think my first book had a like, it was all poems that I really liked, poems that were real for me. Definitely. Um, Yeah. And I still think I was kind of nervous because like a lot of them are about relationships. And I feel like sometimes it seems more artificial to write about like some boy I had a crush on you know but like that's real and like people ex- a lot of people experience that yes. um so yeah that's what I wrote about in my first book okay that's awesome and then my second book I wrote a lot of longer poems a lot of them are yeah. like two pages um they're about like I said my family my mental health which just affected me a lot more in like the past year or okay. two um and a lot more about me and just how I was feeling in college and like I wrote a lot more during times when I was really sad versus just, like, writing about things in retrospect. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I want to include this because this yes. is really real for me. And, like, yeah. these feelings are really hard to explain sometimes other than in my poems. Yeah. And I know that other people are feeling this way. So yes. I'm hoping when people read it, like, they can connect to oh, it as well. definitely. But, I think that's awesome. But yeah. I do think... It helps that you had that first book under yeah. your belt. I feel like you kind of needed that. Yeah. A little, you know, you were obviously vulnerable in that. It'll but always be my first book. Of know? course. Like, so. it's always going to be special, but it sounds like your second book, you really... Yeah. You, you kind of learned to even put more of yourself into yeah. it. And, and for my first, or my second book, so a lot of poems I didn't include in my first one, and then once I sent it out to my friends, like, in between them and self-publishing, I was obviously writing new poems, but I didn't add them to that first one. So my second one was pretty much like almost done by the time the first one was out, just cause like I had so many poems kind of sitting there or like being written during that time. And so at first, like I was like, wow, my second one's so much better. Like I'm so excited for it to come out. 
but I had to wait for my first one right. and like give it some time for <laughs> people time. to like read it. Right. Um, and people gave me like really good feedback on that. That's so I think awesome. it made me appreciate it more to like mm-hmm. hear people coming to me and saying, I loved this poem. Yeah. Like maybe even a poem that I didn't really think that much about. Yeah. They like they hearing people and it. what they like think about the poems and how they interpret them is mm-hmm. so cool. Oh, yeah, because yeah. everybody probably likes different ones exactly. and interprets them different ways. And yeah. it's just cool to know, I'm sure, that you're hitting so many different people and connecting yeah. with them in different ways through your yeah. poetry. That's awesome. Because I always, like, sometimes I'll write a poem and I'll be like, nobody's going to know who it's about but me. Because I'm like, I put details that are, like, obvious to me, but obviously yeah. people don't know, like, the people that I'm friends with or had relationships with. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, is someone else going to get something out of this? But people yes. always get something out of it from like their own life. So they'll be thinking of a different person than yeah. the person that I thought of when I was writing it. And like, right. it's so cool that it can mean something to each of us yes. in a different way. Oh, so I definitely. just love that. That's my, my favorite part. Of yes. The process. No, that's awesome. And I'm so excited about your second book too, Thank because you. I really think a lot of people are going to be able to connect with it based yeah. off of what you're saying. Obviously, I, I don't so. know the specific experiences or poems yeah. you have in there yet, but I, I'm i curious to know, like, did it feel different writing the first book versus the second book? Like, obviously, you said you were more vulnerable in the second book. Mm-hmm. You kind of got more personal. Yeah. Did, did it feel different writing those poems? Like, did it almost feel like you were freer and you were like able to express yourself more or was it harder to write those poems? I think so for the first book a lot of the poems well I don't want to say a lot like maybe one third of them I did write before college they were like poems that I have from high school during very like different phases of my life like I definitely feel like a different person than I was you know sophomore junior and senior high school um a lot of them I wrote during my freshman year of college which still feels so different than now um because those were, like, my teenage years, and so for my second book, I think the earliest one I wrote, I was, like, at least 19. Most yeah. of my wrote when I was 20, yeah. so I was kind of, like, in this new decade of, or, yeah, yeah. decade of my life. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think I just felt like I had evolved, I guess, mm-hmm. as a person. Um, I still totally relate and connect to the poems from my first book, and there's still, like, very real feelings I had. I think I just explored more feelings yes. that I was still having, but yes. that I, like, found the words for in my second yeah. one. Um, definitely. yeah, I just, I definitely struggled a lot with my mental health, like, after freshman year of college, mm-hmm. so I think a lot of that content that I had in my second book wasn't really there for my first one. Um, okay, that makes Because sense. freshman year was, like, probably my, I mean, it's been my best year of college so far. It was just awesome. exciting, it was new, yeah. I loved the dorm I was living in, and all the friends I made, and I still have, all, like, a lot of those friends, and I'm yeah. so thankful for all of them. Um, but yeah, after that, it definitely got harder, which mm-hmm. I think I... My perspective was like, oh, freshman year is going to be the hardest because that's when I, like, it's going to be so new for me. I'm going to be away from home for the first time. But I think I was so distracted by, like, everything happening, and it was so exciting. And, like, I was sharing a room with someone, so I never really had time to, like, be completely alone. Mm -hmm. And even though at the time, like, I I don't wouldn't say I'm completely introverted or extroverted, but, like, at that time I was like, oh, I really wanted, like, time to myself. But then when I had all this time to myself, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, such a big change, like, yes. sophomore year, moving into a dorm where, like, people don't really know each other. Yeah. I didn't know anyone yeah. in my it's dorm. different. <laughs> um, people don't, like, walk out in the hallways, and there's, like, ten people <laughs> out like, there, hey, like, roaming around. <laughs> that was yeah. the best part of my freshman year, was, like, living in that kind of dorm yeah. with people. That's I had, like, a lot of people in my major in my dorm, so we, like, studied together and did homework. 
Mm-hmm. It was just, like, a totally different experience. Yeah. Um, and, like, it had its challenges with, like, friendships and relationships, but yeah. they were just different challenges than I had my sophomore and junior year. So yeah. the subjects of the poems changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think – I yeah. No, go. No. <laughs> I want to let you finish. I, I never want to interrupt. No, but go ahead. I, I think that's so interesting, and that's a good point, because freshman year can definitely feel like everything kind of is just not really real life. It's like you're yeah, kind of in this. Like a different world. It really is, because you've never been in some place like this before without your parents, just with all of these people and yeah. having to be alone, but at the same time, you're really not alone because you have all these people around you, and yeah. it's like an alternate reality. So yeah. I can see how that would definitely when you had that dorm sophomore year by yourself without all these people you knew, yeah, it, was it just probably so different. felt like, wow, like when you actually had time to sit down with your thoughts, yeah. it was like... It was a lot more isolating, and I yeah. think I felt kind of bad to say, like, I'm homesick now, because a lot of people do struggle in their first year, you know, it's when yeah. it's new and when they're away from home, and then it gets better after that, so mm-hmm. I think it was hard for me to admit that it was so hard during sophomore year and junior year because, like, yeah. it was supposed to be getting better, you know? Yes. It was only supposed to go up from, like, my exciting new freshman year where I was super social, made all these friends, yeah. and, like, had things to do and was involved, and, like, classes weren't that hard yet. Yeah. Um, and I, like, liked all my teachers and everything I was doing. And so as it got harder, I think I felt kind of guilty a little bit at the beginning or embarrassed to tell people, like, it's hard for me now, you know, like, no. I'm homesick, Yeah, I, I'm struggling, guilty. I don't know if I, like, like this major anymore, I'm yeah. isolated, I feel super alone, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and, like, now, obviously, I'm, like, a lot more confident in, like, talking about it and sharing mm-hmm. it, because I know that there are people who struggle oh, later in college, sure. um, and at for any sure. point in your life, yes. um, yeah, so there's yeah. no timeline for it, even yeah. though people always say, like, freshman year is so hard and then it gets better like that's not the same for everyone so it's really cool to hear your perspective on that and but it sounds like you're doing better now than sophomore year even or I mean college is hard I I mean I obviously love TCU and I love so much about it but everyone's like college is the best time of your life and like people don't really talk about not just the struggles with academics, um, but I think that also is a big part of it, like, especially as someone who a lot of my identity was on school. Like, I was a good student. Yeah. I was smart. Yeah. And, like, a lot of my friends are still in that position where they're getting, you know, 4.0 GPAs or, like, really good grades or all A's. And it can feel, like, a little overwhelming to hear people talk about it. Like, oh, my gosh, like, I might get a B in this class. And I'm thinking, like, I've had multiple C's already. And it can be hard when in high school I was that student. I was yeah. in National Honor Society and I had a really high GPA. And, like, I had to work harder as I went through high school, but I never had to work that hard. Mm-hmm. You know, I could still, like, do things for fun. And I, like, had tutors available. And I was really yeah. fortunate to have, like, teachers and just was in classes that I was good at, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I had a couple of challenging classes. But college was the first time that, like, I was struggling in most of my classes and – I do love my professors, and I love TCU and the school itself, but I felt more isolated. I didn't feel as connected that, like, sophomore and even last semester, Um, and it was the first time I was, like, I'm worried I'm going to fail my class, you know, versus just, oh, I might get a B in the class, Um, which was just such a shift, and it's, like, still really hard sometimes to think this doesn't mean that, like, I don't have, like, a lot of my self-worth was just tied to those numbers, those Mm -hmm. grades, and it's, it's really hard to, like, change 
the habit of me thinking, oh, I didn't, like, I missed questions on the quiz, like, not, not to feel yeah. stupid about it, you know? Yeah, no, I totally get that, because yeah. that's been a struggle for me, too, is just academics, and I think it's hard because everyone, at least at our school, but I think just college in general, like, a lot of people are at college because they really want to be there and they're very high achieving and yeah. especially in honors too. yeah I don't know if like yes. it's like that for you definitely like we were both in honors yeah or I was in honors um, yes but I think being surrounded by like those kind of people is really uh-huh. awesome it's inspiring and you're really motivated mm-hmm. and you know that you're around people who have this like similar kind of drive and passion for learning that you do and mm-hmm. academics um, but I think it's hard especially since sophomore year was when I my GPA dropped and I wasn't in honors anymore and like I lost my scholarship and I was like oh my gosh like what does this mean about who I am as a person and like it was hard even to keep track of like wait I'm a good writer I'm a good friend like other things that don't seem like they matter as much in that moment when you're like feeling like oh my gosh I just failed in this huge way um and like I appealed to keep my scholarship and then it was rejected and that was just like a huge blow on like you know, who am I now? I've, like, right. lost, you know, I've given up other activities that I was involved in in high school just because mm-hmm. college, I kind of had to focus on my major and my studies and stuff. Um, like, I used to play basketball. I used to do theater, and, like, slowly I kind of dropped those things to, like, kind of have to, like, pick and choose yeah. what you want to do. <laughs> and I still fun. do those things yeah. for, like, I still play basketball for fun, and I obviously kept writing, but mm-hmm. I was, like, now that I've lost this, like, core part of my identity as, like, a good student, as a smart person, you know, what I thought right. was a smart person. Yeah. I was like, what does that mean about me? And I remember, like, definitely, like, should I switch schools? Do I switch majors? Thinking, like, it's kind of the end of the world, <laughs> which it's not. It's it's you not, know? but in the moment it can the feel it like, like it. yeah. When you look back, sometimes you have to get out of it before you can yeah, realize. exactly. You know? So true. It's, it's hard, though. And yeah. I can't imagine, especially as someone who it sounds like you did tie a lot of your identity to being yeah. a high-achieving student and, yeah. you know, having a scholarship, being in honors, yeah. and all these labels and yeah. not having those anymore. It, it's definitely, I can imagine it was a challenge for you yeah. and... Um, but it does, it's really cool to know that you've always had writing yeah. to kind of... Yeah, and whenever it, I, like, lose track of, like, my self-worth and not my yeah. grades and stuff, I'm always like, you know, I wrote a book. Like, people you always tell me that, and my mom and my parents are like, you wrote a book, you've done all these really great uh-huh. things. Like, I have a job on campus, and I'm involved in organizations still, mm-hmm. despite, you know, where my grades went or how I did in school. And I still really, like, care about those things. And, like, I show up to work every day. And I, like, put my all into what I do yes. in my job and then my, like, leadership positions. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it can be easy to lose sight of those things from, like, one failed test. Or, like, For last sure. semester I really was worried that I was going to fail class. I was like, what is that going to mean if I fail a class? You know, now that's yeah. the end of the world. Versus right. before, like, getting it's, a C was the end of the world. And, I like, know. Sometimes I feel like we always, like, we put so much pressure on ourselves. It's like we just pinpoint our mind on something bad that could happen yeah. and make it into this huge thing exactly. when it's yeah. really not. And then when I was worried about getting a C, then, like, that semester I got three Cs. And, like, I am still here. You're like, still I'm here. still at TCU, hey. even though I, like, I was in honors. Like, for the time that I was in honors, I did really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It allowed me to study abroad, which was, like, an amazing experience. Yeah. It allowed me to live in the honors dorm, which was, like, the best thing freshman yes. year. Yes. So, like, tr- I try to focus on the positives, and I yes. think that you can – benefit like even though I lost my scholarship like it got me through the first two years at TCU mm-hmm. and that was so helpful and like it's allowed me to go here right um 
and so yeah, I just for you. I'm still here. And <laughs> you know? You're still here, and I think it's so important to focus on the positives, what yeah. you learn from it, and everything you do have going for you. Because exactly. I'm sure too, if that hadn't have happened, like it could have affected your writing and your I know. poetry. I, I definitely and wrote you a lot can about like that get into that. I mean, because. Yeah. Yeah, if you wrote a lot about that experience, like, that probably really helped your writing grow and helped you feel more vulnerable and ready to publish, and that might not have happened so quickly if that experience And I think it just challenged me to see my self-worth beyond numbers and grades, and also to, like, not define smart solely as having a search or a good student, you know? It literally, (laughs) I, like... If I knew nothing about, and I still don't know much about your grades, your academics, like, who you are in the classroom based on numbers and grades, like, I would, and I think, I do think, you're such a smart person. Like, you you just have so much knowledge and such a unique perspective on life. Thank you so much. No, I mean it, though. And so I think that just goes to show, like, it doesn't. I like yeah sure grades are important like I'm not yeah. gonna say they're not yeah, and I but it's great for people who have gotten all A's and that's yeah. like something that they strive to achieve like I mm-hmm. think that's really awesome but I think I kind of needed to like fail to, in order yes. to challenge myself and be like yeah. well who am I now like exactly what does this mean and like what are my goals from here on out and how can I like change my perspectives so that if mm-hmm. I do like fail a test again I can think like you know what Look at all these other things I've done, and let's think about, like, what I learned from it. You know? Exactly. So. Yeah. You're worth more than that. Like, yeah. you you have so much more worth than <laughs> numbers, <Yeah. laughs> you know? And it's definitely hard to remember that in college. Yeah. And so I think that's a very good reminder. And yeah. thank you for sharing that story. Oh, yeah, of course. I, think I, I like to share it now. Like, it's yeah. easier to share it Oh, for sure. And just, like, but, I know there's probably people out there who have been through you know, yeah. similar situations. Oh, I'm just struggling definitely. with classes in general. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be really hard, <laughs> especially when, like, um, you know, I've lived with people who are my major freshman year. I think it's yeah. nice to just, like, run down the hall and ask them yeah. a question. Just be like, um, yeah. And, you know, now it takes, like, a little more effort to, like, meet up with people and yes. study with others. Um, and it can feel a little more isolating when you're, like, in your own room studying alone and you don't understand sure. something and you get stuck and oh, you're like, yeah. oh, what do I do now? It really feels like the end of the world sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's challenged me to, like, connect with more people in my class, like, talk to professors, mm-hmm. um, you know. Yeah. No, I think that's great. And, yeah. yeah, thank you. I'm glad we got to get into that because, yeah. I mean, it does show that even though, like, you have all this great stuff going on like you're human we're all human we've all been through stuff and it's okay it's part of college (laughs) it's great to be real about it because I'm sure you're helping so many other people yeah college is hard it's hard it's hard it's hard and so I kind of want to use that to get us back I because what I really started the podcast with is, you know, writing and how you got mm-hmm. into that and how you've really kept that passion throughout college. Yeah. And I've been kind of hinting at how I think it's really important to find something that you can go to when you do get stressed with classes, mm-hmm. when you feel like your worth is all in your grades and numbers yeah. and all of that. And so to kind of start ending us off here, I just want to know if you have tips for other people who 
are feeling really overwhelmed with whatever they're struggling with in college and feel like they need to find that passion or outlet or yeah. find time for it. Do you have any tips for other people to kind yeah. of integrate that more into their life? Um, so yeah, I think just having any, even a hobby, it doesn't have to be something that you're like naturally really good at, like an art or something. I think it like, I love to read books, for example. And I think that I think it's so cool that you can like escape into a book and yes. you can truly like put everything else aside, all of your stress. And like, I, at least for me, like the way that I read, I just like get sucked into the story. Yeah. Um, I love watching movies. You know, I think that there are just like hobbies that you can have that can be really helpful to de-stress. And I don't think that you should rely solely on those things to like solve mm-hmm. all your problems mm-hmm. or like solely escape into whatever your hobby is. I think it's important to like you know, process through your feelings, like, if you need to talk to friends about it, if you need to go talk to a counselor, like, I'm really supportive of that, um, I have a therapist, like, I find a lot of benefit through struggles in my mental health of, like, having someone to talk to who is a professional and knows about it, so I wouldn't solely rely on, like, writing to, like, get me through everything, for me personally, just because of, like, what I've struggled with, Mm -hmm. um, but for anyone who's just dealing with, like, regular stress, like, um, just having something that relaxes you and calms you, uh, like reading, watching movies, or if it's an art, or even if it's like working out, if you like a certain sport, yeah. um, painting, photography, whatever it is, like just setting aside time to do yes. that. Um, and if you feel really stressed on something, like just step aside and like walk away from it and do something else for a little bit and come back to it. Yeah. Um, cause I think something I struggle with is like when I do take time to myself to do something that's fun or like hang out with my friends I can feel kind of guilty like oh, I should yeah. be studying me too <laughs> I should be working like I'm losing yes. time away from oh, like getting my goal yeah. of like finishing but if you're just sitting there with that stress like building up especially for me I can get really anxious about school you just have to step away sometimes even, even if it's just to like do yoga or deep breathing which sounds like really cheesy but no um, I love like yoga. I work at the wellness education office and we talk about stress management all the time and like we talk about meditation and we talk yes. about like doing exercise um, and we talk about like journaling. I'm a like big supporter of journaling. Yes. Even if you're not a good writer, like you don't have to share it that with anyone. Yeah. There's no rules to it. Just like writing down your thoughts, talking to people is so helpful. If you have someone to talk to, not just a counselor, but like a friend, a family member, like call them on the phone, yes. go on a walk outside. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be like a talent or something like right. writing poetry is for me. It could just be going on a walk you know, whatever it is for you, Um, and just taking time to do it when you feel stressed, and then just coming back to the work, and I, like, promise you you're gonna feel better, and, like, you might still feel stressed, but I think your head will be cleared, it'll feel like it's easier to conquer whatever the task is that you're working on, Um, and if you do, like, any kind of art form, and maybe it's writing or poetry, like, and you think of an idea, you know, write it down, like, Mm -hmm. keep track of the inspiration that you see around you, whether it's from music or movies, or whatever it is, um, and just take time aside to do that thing that you love, yes. you know, if it's not your major. Um, if your major is, like, what you love, that's awesome. That's awesome, yeah, um, but I think but yeah. that's really, that's such a great point. It doesn't have to be something like a talent, like writing, yeah. or just starting a podcast, or any of that. It can be super simple, and, yeah. and you're so inspiring to me, too, because I... 
I definitely am the kind of person when I get stressed out about something, I have the tendency to just keep working. And even if my head is not in the right space to Mm -hmm. do that work, I feel like I have to just keep going. I have to get done. It's hard. And so I think it's really great that you have learned how to set aside time in your day to literally stop working. Sometimes it doesn't work out. I mean, we're all just trying. We're all human. Being intentional about it. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm stressed, I will just, like, read a little bit of the book that I'm reading, and then I'll be like, okay, I'm ready, and I go back to whatever I'm working on. Yes, so so true. I love that. Just be patient with yourself, too. Yes. It's important. Be patient. I know. It's not going to be perfect, but as long as you try and put that intention in, I think it really helps. Oh, that's so awesome. (laughs) I love it. This has been so fun. and. I just want to end off with one more thing because I know you have a new book coming yes, out soon. I do. <laughs> and so could you maybe just talk a little bit about the future for you and your writing yeah, and your I'd new book to. and where people can find it? That's so exciting. Thank you. Um, <laughs> sorry. I just love love poetry. Yes. Um, so I published through Barnes & Noble Press. Just in case anyone's also interested in self-publishing, that's the site I use. I know there's some more that you could probably look up. Um, so it's sold online through the Barnes & Noble website. So my first book's called Forget Me Not, and I use my full name. So it's Alexandra Josephine Emil. My last name's A-M-E-E-L. Um, so you can just search my name, and the first book will pop up, as well as the second is available for pre-order. It's coming out on Valentine's Day. Yay. It's called Cardiology. It has a heart on it. Perfect I'm already working on my third book, too, but that'll probably be, like, a long ways away because I just started that one. But the mm-hmm. first two are available online. Um, yeah, so you can just search on Barnes & Noble. Yes. You can leave a review on there if you like it. Yes, and then I also have a Goodreads it. account that you can follow. And I also put books I read on there, which is just my full name as well. Perfect. And I will include links to all of this oh gosh, that you yeah. just said in the description. So, so much. if you want to check out Ali's books, you totally should. It, <laughs> you've put so much into these, I can tell. <laughs> and it's yeah. clear that you're so passionate about poetry and writing. Yeah. And it's just really awesome to talk to someone who is so passionate about that and thank you so much get to hear your voice so thank you so much again for being on the podcast of course and hopefully to my audience who is still listening you got something out of this and if anything I hope it inspired you to you know what chase your dreams if you have them well okay that sounds bad I'm sure everyone (laughs) has dreams so just chase your dreams and take time for yourself do the things you love because yeah don't give up the things you love if, the things that yes. make you, like, forget that time exists, like, hold on to those things, even if it's not your major. Yes. Don't let go of it, because even if you're just doing it for yourself, like, that counts. And that's it counts. an intention. That's all you need. Yes. Take that time. Because yeah. college is hard. It's that point in the semester, too, where it's really yeah. starting to get hard. So it's more important than ever to yeah. do something for yourself. All right. Thanks for Thanks listening. Again. Have a great day. Oh, yes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of A Genuine Girl. If you liked it, I'd really appreciate a rating or a review on whichever platform you're listening. They make such a big difference by helping A Genuine Girl reach even more people. Also, don't forget to follow me on social media at One Genuine Girl. All letters, no numbers. You'll stay up to date with everything going on with the brand. Have a great week and until next time, stay genuine, girl.